You're listening to episode 39 of the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. Welcome to the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. I'm your host, Marsha Chow, a holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and proud dog mama of two. I am obsessed with helping women achieve their goals, feel confident in their skin, and become empowered health advocates. This podcast is designed to help ambitious women thrive on a low-carb, high-fat lifestyle, so tune in each week as we talk all aspects of nutrition, improving your fitness, enhancing your mindset so that you can take inspired action and live your best life all starting from the inside out. I'm so happy to have you here. Now let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about why eating six to eight meals a day is one of the most outdated ways to lose weight and boost your metabolism. Now, I shouldn't say six to eight meals because that sounds like a freaking a lot amount of food. But I know when I was working full time as a personal trainer back in my 20s, it was like, yep, clients, you gotta, you know, you gotta eat those three meals, those four meals or like those three solid meals. And you gotta get, you know, three, four, five snacks in there. That was the thing. You gotta get that metabolism always running and always burning. And it's like, that is such BS. And if people are still, and I think most people are aware that I don't even know where that came from. And as a personal trainer, well, I know when I was a personal trainer, uh, you know, I was around age 22, you don't learn jack shit about nutrition, okay? You really don't. Maybe things are different now. Maybe people are learning more on their own. But when I did my certification, it was like, it was garbage. So hopefully things are different now. But um, yeah, eating that frequently is no bueno for healthy metabolism, healthy weight loss. And in this episode, I'm going to go over three key reasons why. So let's start off with, you know, point number one. Uh, when you have your digestive system, when you're always eating, you have your digestive system working all day long okay some people they wake up the first thing they do they put something in their tummy because you know we have all heard breakfast is the most important meal of the day and all breakfast is doing is breaking your fast from when you slept I think the most bad and this is can be controversial but I think the most beneficial most people can do is skip breakfast or eat later in the day or have a fat coffee or a fat tea The last thing you want to be doing is be eating a really heavy breakfast, throwing all those macronutrients. So if you don't know what macronutrients are, they are proteins, fats, and carbs. So having a really heavy breakfast, say you're having toast and pancakes and bacon and eggs and syrup and orange juice, that's a whole lot of everything. And that is going to weigh you down. That is going to spike your insulin. That's going to cause a lot of digestive energy that needs to go to your abdominal cavity to break down that food. So when you're constantly eating all of the time, your digestive system is constantly working all the time. So simple, basic car analogy here, you don't want your car to be operating all the time you need your car to shut off and recharge and it's not going to run very efficiently if you're driving your car 24 7 it's going to burn out or it's not going to last as long right like even electric cars they need time to charge up um 
you know, regular gas cars, they need time to fill up the gas up and just relax. So it's the same kind of concept with your body. You don't want to be eating all the time because then your digestive system is firing all the time. And that's kind of the perfect segue into point number two is when you choose selectively not to eat, when you have some kind of rhythm with your nutrition, some form of fasting protocol, and our female bodies are so different than males. So a lot of males, it can be very easy for them to fast, like OMAD, one meal a day, Men can do that. A lot of men can do that. No big deal. For women, we have different hormones. We have, depending on your cycle, it can be anywhere from 24 to 35 days. But our hormones rise and fall. Different hormones rise in different periods, um, in different cycles, in different phases, sorry, of our cycle. So it's a lot harder for us as women to eat one meal a day when you understand how, you know, estrogen and progesterone when you go through when you're actually bleeding they're at an all-time low and then when you get out of that phase and you know I actually teach it to my clients like this winter spring summer and fall and it's easy for uh, women to kind of understand that flow but when you go into winter or sorry when you get out of winter and you go into spring your estrogen is like yeah your estrogen's really high so it's a lot easier to fast when you go in through different phases of your of your cycle and this is something I teach in the fat fueled female method because your cycle is going to be very individualized to you. Maybe you're 24 days, maybe you're 28, maybe you're 35. And when you understand how your hormones rise and fall, it's like, oh, it's so much easier to fast during this time. Or if you're going into fall, it's like, oh, this is the time when I'm kind of wanting a bit more carbs. I'm kind of wanting a little bit more nourishing food. So I went a little bit off track there, but we're going to talk about fasting here. Okay. So when if you have, okay, so traditional uh, IF, intermittent fasting, is 16 hours of fasting, 8 hours of feeding, and if you allow your body to, if you are selectively deciding to not eat, your body does something referred to as autophagy. And autophagy, autophagy, or some people call it, call it autophagy, but I think autophagy just sounds sexier and more beautiful to say, so I say autophagy. So autophagy means self-eating. And if you're always eating, again, your digestive system is always working. So when you give your digestive system a break, autophagy can happen. And what autophagy means is, as I already said, self-eating. This is where your cells are able to clean out toxins or destructive, damaged parts of your cell. And once the diseased or unhealthy cells have been cleaned out, the body now has time to renew and repair itself, referred to as house cleaning. So if you're on constantly eating, as I've said, this is I think the fifth time, your body doesn't go into autophagy, okay? And I'm going to give you another, another metaphor here. Um, I'm actually planning on doing some renos in my office. I have wallpaper all around my, like the whole room is wallpapered. And I loved it. I did it eight years ago, but I'm kind of over it. I want like a white crisp. I want some wainscoting. I want this room to be like light and airy. And I've had two contractors come in here and be like, oh yeah, well we can just, you know, paint over. And I'm like, you're not getting my vibe. 
I don't want because my wallpaper it's uh it's like diamond shapes and I'm like I, I don't want the texture I want it flush I want it white and I want trim I want wainscoting and they're like oh, okay well it'd be a lot easier if we just painted over it I'm like you're not getting my vision so it's the same thing with autophagy and fasting you can you know come into this into my office and paint over the wall and like yeah it might look okay it's gonna have a different vibe because it's gonna be white and not dark gray but to actually really give it that fresh feel that fresh look you're gonna have to strip everything down and it's the same kind of concept with fasting with autophagy and the beautiful thing about fasting as well is it will drop your insulin levels so We want our bodies to be insulin sensitive, not insulin resistant. So why, you know, going into ketosis and running off of fat, and I really believe the missing link is metabolic flexibility, where you're going in and out of ketosis, where you train your body to run run off two fuel sources, carbs and fats. And then I bring it back to the female cycle, right? Like you're going to intuitively want, based on your hormones, carbs at different times of your cycle okay so um what was my point here uh what was I talking about what was I talking about what was I talking about oh yeah insulin so um insulin we want our bodies to be sensitive to insulin so when you eat some rice you want the pancreas is what secretes insulin you want the pancreas to secrete that insulin your body is like the blood sugar is elevated and then What insulin does is it's kind of like a lock and key. So what it does, insulin is, I guess, the lock and it'll open the key. Or sorry, insulin is the key. My bad. Insulin is the key and it will open the lock, open the door and bring that glucose into your cells. What happens when someone is eating carbs and it can even be healthy carbs, eating too much carbs every meal pancreas is overworked pumping 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 and you know what happens insulin's like knocking on the door knocking on the door and the door is like hey you know what you're coming around too much I'm not opening the door for you and then the blood sugar stays elevated okay and then it can perpetuate worst case scenario type 2 diabetes okay so we want our bodies to be sensitive insulin so when we eat it it's a very smooth transition okay let's open up the door let's let that glucose go in let's bring our blood sugar back to a normal level so why fasting is great and it doesn't mean you have to even though I truly believe the missing switch for so many people is being metabolically flexible but say you eat a standard or not you want to say standard American diet but say you eat carbohydrates um, you know with every meal just you fasting is going to help drop your insulin levels because you're going to have that window of time where you're not eating and insulin's not being secreted. And my last point here is, again, it stems back to fasting. And I'm not saying you have to start off doing, if you've never fasted before, you don't have to start at eight hours, okay? That's going to be, I always say walk before you run. Do something that is manageable, that is tangible, that you can actually hit. So if you look at like what your eating window is, say you wake up and you eat at 8 a.m. The last meal you have is 8 p.m. That's 12 hours of eating. Try to shave it off. Try to maybe go for 11 or 10 You know, start with just a two hour. I find it's easier if you push 
your fasting, if you push your eating time back in the morning and just get your body trained to having like a keto coffee or a bulletproof tea or having just protein protein in the morning, some protein and fat, opposed to having those carbohydrates, which is going to spike your insulin and your blood sugar is going to spike first thing in the morning. So the next thing I want to talk about is, yeah, with fasting is when you fast, it helps secrete HGH. So HGH is is referred to as human growth hormone. It's produced in the pituitary gland and it's also really known as like the anti-aging hormone. And it helps boost muscle growth. It does a lot of things in the body, but in Hollywood, it is known as the anti-aging hormone. And unfortunately, around age 30, we stop secreting as much. So there's ways you can naturally, like, you know, celebrities, some celebrities do inject HGH. I actually know people where I live in Vancouver who've gotten uh, doctors, there are doctors, there are naturopathic doctors who inject it into clients as well. So it's monitored by a doctor, but sometimes I think people overuse it. That's just my own personal belief. Um, but with HGH, so it can be problematic if someone's doing too much because it it doesn't discriminate what grows, okay? It can cause your organs to grow. It can cause the liver to grow. It can cause the heart to grow. But that's if you're, you know, injecting it. But how can we naturally secrete HGH? So there's different ways you can do it. First off, lifting weights is going to, you know, of course, secrete HGH. Unfortunately, if you're doing cardio, not going to do it like if you're doing steady state running and cardio that's not going to secrete hgh okay if you're doing something like a hit session with like burpees and battle ropes and plyos and kettlebell swings and you're working anaerobically you're working without oxygen at a high intensity that will help secrete hgh hgh and the last thing is fasting so when you fast and say you're not you know into working out yet you're not there yet why don't you just fast again walk before you run build up your I refer to fasting as a muscle it takes time to build up don't rush into it especially if you're eating carbs every meal it's going to take time okay so a 24-hour fast, and again, don't start a 24-hour fast if you've never fasted before. A 24-hour fast, so the longer you fast, the higher amount of HGH will be secreted. I think it's, I could be quoting this wrong, but I think it's, it can be four or five times more than lifting weights when you do a 24-hour fast. Pretty freaking wild, right? I could be off with the numbers, but I know it's in the fat Field Female Method. I have that stat somewhere listed in the fasting module. So again, eating six to eight meals is the old way of thinking to boost your metabolism. It's just gonna cause your digestive system to be in overdrive and not allow autophagy to happen, not allow insulin sensitivity to, not allow insulin to stop being regulated so frequently. It'll give you mental clarity when you're not eating so much. It's so much easier, I find, when someone offers you something, you're like, no, I'm fasting. Nope, I'm fasting. You have that like hard hard rule. I don't know. I'm not eating right now. And again, B12 
be intuitive with yourself, right? Like I've had clients, I'm like, okay, so we know we're in like week six, let's really look. And by default, if you are adapting into a fat-fueled lifestyle, you will see most people that you're doing some form of intermittent fasting without even realizing it, realizing it because fats just keep you feeling satiated. They keep you feeling full. Um, they don't spike your blood sugar, right? So it's just an easier, easier transition when you're fat adapted. But I've had clients be like, okay, I'm like, let's do eight hours. You know, it seems like you're kind of already doing eight or let's do nine. And so say we, we end the eating window at like seven. They're like, oh, but what if I eat at 7.15? I'm like, what do you mean? 7.15? Yeah, it's 15 minutes later. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 15 minutes later. Is that going to make or break it? So let's not be, let's not infuse diet culture with this, okay? Let's listen to your body. Like if you map out an eight-hour window of eating and you're like, oh, it's 8.30, I'm still kind of hungry, eat, <laughs> honor your body, listen to your body. And especially when you understand your cycle, it's like, oh yeah, I want more carbs right now because I am in fall and that makes sense. I'm in that phase of my cycle or, you know, I'm just finished. I finished menstruation. I'm going into spring. Whew. Fasting is a walk in the park. So I hope this episode gave you lots of clarity and wherever you are in your journey, do your best to implement some kind of fasting uh, protocol. Start off slow, as I've already said, monitor and see where when your first meal is and when your last meal is. And I'd advise you to just start with shaving maybe an hour, maybe two hours, and then gradually progress week by week. So thanks so much for pressing play today. And I will catch all of you beautiful souls next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel you got some extra value from this episode, it would mean the world to me. If you could head over to Apple Podcast or whatever service you are listening to this podcast on, drop a five-star review. Let me know your thoughts on the show. Doing this really helps more people like yourself find the podcast. And if you're not already following me on social media, right now is the time. You can find me on Instagram at Marja Chow for all your nutrition tips, tricks, and inspiration, or visit my website at fatfueledfemale.com where you can download my free seven-day keto meal plan with recipes. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will catch you next week.